Tasked with procuring medicine for a sick Sorel, Marin sought the aid of an eccentric chemist on the outskirts of Melura. While there, she was able to barter for the goods she needed and managed to see both myself and my sister, Govla. After yet again ignoring me in my attempts to reach out, Marin left the home of my former servant and set back out into the rain, but not before receiving a gift of my favor, a silken red ribbon. Welcome back to Blood Gold. As we return to Marin, she is approaching the Owl Hoot, the inn where you have been staying with Akrae and Sorel in Melura. And still, it is raining, it is dripping on you, This these heavy, thick raindrops that kind of drum on the cobblestone streets and splash in the puddles and flooded gutters. And you have with you uh, a satchel, or not a satchel, a little leather sack with the pink fish liver, dried and powdered, and the sunset grass, which you received from Wardius. And you come into the owl hoot. Um, you're feeling a little, uh, you know, could you give me a, give me a face danger? This is going to be with iron okay so i super succeeded Mm. the problem is i don't sound like i super succeeded (laughs) so (laughs) i think um i think marin instead of catching pneumonia and dying because she's old i think maybe she just has a head cold I'm really getting into character with this move here. <laughs> Just giving her a head cold. I'm getting really into character. I'm glad you picked up exactly where I was going yes, with that. Yes. Um, yeah. Marin, you are you're feeling a little stuffy. You've got a little runniness in your nose. Yes. Uh, a little post nasal drip. Just a little one. And a slight, slight cough because of that post nasal drip. And it's just adding a huskiness to her voice that doesn't exist outside of head colds. Uh, But otherwise, you know, you are not a stranger to getting sick. No. Marin doesn't react to colds the way you and I do. Yes. Which is to lie in bed and cry all day (laughs) and demand our partner take care of us. Um, I have never met a couple where you... Where they both get the man flu, and we both get the man flu. It's amazing. But Marin, that doesn't happen. Marin. No, Marin pushes through. Marin toughs it out. She does. So she's just going to sound like this, everyone. And it's going to be okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you, you walk into the Owl Hoot. There is the proprietor. You initially were going to give the... Pre- the other fish liver to the proprietor, but I believe you ended up just giving it straight to Acrea, right? I did. I just asked for some hot water so she can make some soup. So I'm going to take this and go straight to Acrea as well. I'm trying to think if, if the proprietor would ask you about Wardius because she's the one who gave you that lead. But oh, I think right. I think she sees you. I, I think unless you want to talk to the proprietor, she's going to let you go to your room. She's, yeah, pro- she's a professional. Yeah, I don't think there's anything I need to say. Maybe later, but I went on a mission and I came back with a thing. So, like, if she's a professional, I'm a professional. She knows that I have, like, a thing to do. Yeah. All right. So you head upstairs to the kobold's room where, they, where they've been staying. Yeah. I don't knock. I just walk right in. It stinks in here. Yeah, it, of course it does. It freaking stinks. Yeah. Um, it smells like fish guts that have been boiled in hot water. Uh-huh. And you see Sorel is, like, sitting on her cot with uh, her blankets wrapped around her. I think she's got, like, just this little wooden bowl, and she's just sipping this. 
as uh as Akrea kind of breathes fire onto this little pot to keep the water warm and it's you know just filling the room with this fair aromatic very aromatic yes do kobolds sweat what an interesting question because lizards don't right but most mammals well many mammals do I'm only asking because I want to know if... Actually, do many mammals sweat? I think a lot of mammals sweat. Actually, are humans the only ones that sweat? Dogs sweat through their paws. We can't, we can't, it's we fine. can't Google this. The only reason I'm asking is because <laughs> is it fish and BO or just fish? It's just fish. Okay. That no. was the only reason I'm asking, but I'm genuinely curious now. People of the internet tell us. Do other things sweat? I don't think kobolds generally stink. I think... um the draken in general are a very uh, clean species. Yeah, but that, we're traveling. That... They don't usually travel like this. Yeah, but I think much like a cat keeps itself clean. Okay. Um, it, That's fair. Be- because they are subterranean, like, are they, they like live chinchillas? in- Where they have to, like, they don't bathe uh, in water. No. Water, they, like, have a different way of bathing, like, with, like, not volcanic ash, but maybe- Okay, so here's the problem. The problem is that I freaking love that idea and that I didn't come up with it and y'all have been traveling for like two weeks and it hasn't come up, but I really want to make that canon now, so we're going to make that canon. Okay. The problem also is that it's going to make things harder for you because now they need volcanic ash to bathe in. Well, you don't think that they could like make a poor substitute? Like, oh, oh, so lucky we found this tree. If we burn this tree, that ash, it's not volcanic ash, but it's like the fourth next thing. Okay, that's acceptable. Uh, but, okay, nope, I love this idea <laughs> and we have to do stuff with it now. I want to know. I, this is all because of B.O. Everything is changing. <laughs> we're, we're changing the whole game. It's now about kobold... Uh, Sweat. Uh, <laughs> and cleanliness and hygiene. Yeah, hygiene and grooming. <laughs> um, okay, what do I roll to see how gross they've gotten? Uh, supply. That's not faith, a bad idea. Face danger because of infections. I don't think they're actually in danger. Heal. I just think that they are. Gr- they, they run the risk of having gotten very gross. I think resupply, or I think supply or heal. Because when you treat an injury or ailment, and stinking, I think, is an ailment. Or is it combat? Are you combating the stank? This is not combating the stank. I don't know if I feel bad for our audience, or I hope at this point, if they're listening, they love this kind of thing. (laughs) What? Oh, my gosh. I'm, like, legit mad that I didn't think of this. I feel like it has to be supply, right? Like, if they're going on a journey, you, like... Soldiers bring a change of socks for mm-hmm. many reasons, right? And one of them is, like, foot hygiene. So, like, you would think that if they were going on a journey, they would have brought at least enough for one complete bath. Yeah. Oh, but haven't we canoned that they – in wa- maybe they can take baths in water because we have given them baths have in they? water. Oh, they yeah. have. But maybe they can, but it doesn't do the same thing for them. Yeah, I genuinely want to retcon this. I'm like, okay. I'm genuinely mad that you thought of this great idea and it, it wasn't I didn't. A, it wasn't a great idea. It was an example. It's a great idea. <laughs> it was it's an example. so good. That's the curse. So, okay, not to get like, not to keep getting too sidetracked. The curse of this show is that I'm the GM because I like GMing, but you have so much better ideas than I have. I don't think that's true it at all. It is absolutely. That's not true. It is 100% I don't have true. better ideas than you. All right. But the- also, I'm not put on the spot like you are. Like, I don't have better ideas than you, but when I do have an idea, it's because it can just naturally flow, and for you, it can't. Like, you have Mm -hmm. to force it. All right, so I am going to roll – I'm going to roll plus supply to check their gear. Their supply is currently plus five because they've been in – Because we've been hanging out. You've been in town, and presumably, ash is something that they could have gotten a hold of. Right. But there is a This is a bigger town, right? Yeah, this is a big city. Melura is the largest city you've been in so far. So, yeah, that is a clear yeah. success. Yeah. All right. But I do have to note that the kobolds bathe in ash now, and that's just a fact. <laughs> well, when they have to, like, hygienically bathe, right? Like, humans can take a wet washcloth and, like, get your bits. And so you probably don't stink too bad, but it's not like a real bath. I feel like that's what taking a bath in water is for them. 
It like gets your bits, but it doesn't like give you a real bath. I mean, it just also, it makes, it makes so much sense both. <laughs> we can't, <laughs> it makes so much sense because they are, they internally, they carry fire. They're a lot of kobolds and draken are metallic in, in like their composition. So you wouldn't want to get that wet too often. It just makes more sense. I'm like mad. I didn't think of it. I mean, here's the thing, Zach, you didn't invent kobolds. You're not the only person who didn't think of it, because as far as I know, that's not canon. Yeah, but my kobolds are different. <laughs> my kobolds are special. They are different. Special. They are different. They are different. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, we went on for uh, like six minutes about kobold bathing habits. Listen, um, when you guys are creating characters and creating you know, subspecies of characters and stuff, you need to consider whether or not they have BO. This is a lesson we've all learned. We, we've, we now know. Yeah. We never considered whether or not the hyenas had bo either, and they the hyenas definitely have. I mean, they stepped. I know that I knew that there was a smell, but is there bo? Because that's different. Like no, it's it's dogs like have a, like it's more like a must. Dogs like smell like dogs, and musk. then sometimes they like stink like dog. Yeah. Do you think our baby smells like wet dog when you give her a bath? Sometimes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is that I don't weird? know. I don't know what we're doing to her. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what we're doing to her. <laughs> I think it's her hair. It's very dog-like. Where were we? You um, enter I, into the room. I enter into the room, it and, and Diana was just curious about the of smell. Kobold. It doesn't stink of kobold. It just stinks of fish. Um, and because it has been boiling in this warm water, it's just kind of like vaporizer, air diffuser. Yes. Put this this lovely fish stench in the air. I think actually as you approach the room, someone like peeks out, a neighbor peeks out their door with like a like stink eye. Like, what are they doing in there? My whole room, st- I'm paying good money for this room. How do the doors open? Do they open out into the hallway or in into the rooms? In into the room. That's just fire safety. Is it? I don't know. Is it fire safety? I think so. That's why doors open into the room. But not all doors. In some schools, they open out into the hallway. But mine open out into the hallway. I don't think that's... My doors at my school open out into the hallway. Well. Anyway, I was just going to say, if they opened out into the hallway, I was going to slam the door in their face. But this is too much work. So I just walk past them Mm -hmm. and go straight to the kobold's room. Open it, close it. I'm in. Uh, Akraya looks up. Marin, how did your... I got you dried pinkfish liver capsule thingies oh wonderful and i got you your plant here you go oh you got both of them i got them both oh this is fantastic thank you thank you Marin. very welcome Um, can i please throw that away sorrel's like no it's good i like it (laughs) it makes me feel better Marin looks disgusted (laughs) now Marin would eat this but with the complaint and her not feeling well, like this smell is the last thing she needs. Mm. After dealing with that nonsense with the rabbit and all that, too much. It's too much. And then I got a cryptic warning. Like I don't have the I don't have the energy for a stinky soup. I don't have the energy. So I ask. I just kind of look at her horrified. And then I look at Akraya again. Can I throw it away? Yes. Uh, Sorrel, you don't need it it'll be fine i have this will help much better i'm already taking like the big pot and like going out i would throw it out the window but i assume that we're up a level yeah and that's just mean to the people below <laughs> so i take it i take it downstairs as quickly as i can and just kind of toss it in the back because mm-hmm. like that's a really good point i made them the inconsiderate co-worker who cooked their like tilapia in the microwave <laughs> i didn't even think about that a creative Sets to work preparing these uh, herbal remedies for Sorel. And Sorel is kind of, she's got her, she held on to her last bowl. <laughs> she didn't give up her bowl. I'm sorry, Marin. I'm, I didn't mean to make you have to run all around the city. You're fine. Was it, uh, was, was everything okay? Yeah. I just met a crazy man. It's not the end of the world. I've met crazy people before. I'll continue to meet crazy people. Akraya kind of gives you a look as she's as she's working on this stuff, and she goes, "What? What do you mean a, a crazy man?" I mean, he was nuts. He was legitimately crazy. But I got what you needed, so I'm gonna go and like put on dry clothes because I'm still wet. All right. Um, make your soup. I'll get you the things that you need. Okay. And I like. I assume that that conversation happened before I actually went downstairs and threw out the fish soup. Oh, yeah. So I'm going downstairs. I'm throwing out the fish soup. I imagined a pot or a very small cauldron 
that they gave us because I said mm. I wanted some hot water. Mm-hmm. So um, I give it back to – I go up to the counter. Is that what that's called? The bar. Yeah. I go up to the bar and I give it back to the patron. And I go, thank you. Can I actually – can you just fill this back up with some hot water and take it back upstairs? Oh, yes. Absolutely. Appreciate that. Thank you. And then I head back upstairs. I go to my room. <sighs> Have we ever talked about how many clothes – she probably has. I don't think we've ever seen Marin change her outfit. No. But I feel like she would have a sort of change of clothes. Yeah. Like, she probably wouldn't have necessarily, like, a full set. But she would have, like, some dry stuff to change into while her big stuff was uh, yeah. drying. So that's what she does. And she looks at – while she, so she, like, disrobes. She's not getting a bath. She just kind of, like, is drying her stuff by the fireplace. And she looks at the red ribbon. Mm. I got a red ribbon, right? Mm -hmm. She kind of just looks at this red ribbon. And I think that's just what you see. I think you just see her kind of like sitting on her bed in probably something equivalent to like long johns and a shitty t-shirt. And just kind of staring at this red ribbon. Yeah. So so you look over this red ribbon. It is a – it's this long silken ribbon – it's probably about a foot long, and it has, uh, on one side, it has kind of like this gold-painted runes all, all, all along it mm-hmm. that you can't quite read. You don't know exactly what it says, but it's stretched along the one side, and it's just kind of this very simple ribbon. It doesn't look particularly, like, special in any way. Yeah. Um, could you give me a gather information roll? This is a plus wits roll. Okie dokie. I did it. That's a strong hit? Yes. Okay. Plus wits adds two. Yes. So this allows you, uh, on a strong hit for gather information, you take plus two momentum. Yes. And the path you must follow or action you must take to make progress is made clear, according to the rules. So you know this is a prayer flag. It is a simple, weak spell that they take many forms for different pegas, but they are used to effectively communicate with a pega. They are used to offer up a prayer. And they they look different depending on the pega. They function differently depending on the pega. But you recognize this as, you know, that red silk is like very clearly tied to Sedin Ra. And this is a uh, clearly a prayer flag. Mm -hmm. Have you ever used a prayer flag before? So we have talked about how Marin wasn't very religious before her trauma. And afterwards, she's just more of a like, well, I don't know. But I'd rather be safe. And I feel like I should. So I'm going to say that she has never used one. But she has seen people use them. Because she stops at shrines. Mm-hmm. And she she stops at them all the time. And she'll go to temples and stuff. So I feel like she's seen people use them. But she herself has never used them. Yeah. And I would say this is a very minor spell. They're still legit ones are pretty rare. Mm-hmm. Any temple that's manned by a priest will hand out prayer flags, but they're kind of fake prayer flags. Not that they're not that they're fake. They don't cast a spell. Yeah. They're not functioning prayer flags. Mm-hmm. They're kind of more meditative. Yeah. This is a legit one. This oh, I can a, tell the difference. On on that hit, yeah. Okay. Like you there's can, I can tell that there's something significant about this. Yes. Um, and I think it kind of comes in with that that gold lettering. It kind of shimmers in a way that exudes power. You can feel that warmth, like like the One Ring, like the One no, Ring, not like the, the gold one lettering, ring. and it exudes warmth. No, <laughs> like the One Ring. No. no, that helps me. That actually legit helps me understand what I'm looking at. That's perfect. Yeah. Okay. Just like the One Ring <laughs> from that franchise that I haven't seen. <clears throat> You've seen the stuff, the weird hippy dippy stuff that everybody was on acid for. Oh, the Rankin Bass and the. No, this is not a campfire. We don't have to go into. It, <laughs> so, you can tell this is this is a legit prayer flag that will that you can use to communicate with Sidney Ra. What that looks like 
you don't know. Yeah. What exactly that means, you don't know. And I imagine as someone who, you know, was not religious, you might have kind of written this kind of spell off as psychedelic nonsense. Yeah. Depending on what you know of the Pega. Like, magic in this world is real, if rare, but you might think that it's, you know, just people in the woods tripping on mushrooms. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the question here is, does Marin have courage? So if I get an even, she has courage. If I get an odd, I'm not doing the oracle. Why? Uh, Because it's too too many options. I just want a yes or no. So You can do a yes or no with the oracle. It's too much. Okay. Even is a yes, odd is a no. I got a no. She has no courage. So she's not going to read it. Because that was going to be, like, she was going to read it if she got a yes. I think she just admires it. And she kind of gently places it on her lap. And she starts to re-braid her hair. Because my I'm assuming my braid fell out because I used the leather strap. Mm. She starts to re-braid her hair. And then she uses this to bind her hair. Oh, interesting. Okay. That keeps it safe. It keeps it secure. She knows where it is. Mm-hmm. But it's not conspicuous on her hands where it could get messed up. So she keeps it. She's going to keep it in her hair for now until she has the courage to try to read what's on there. She doesn't know if reading it's going to do anything, but she's pretty sure that tying it in her hair is going to do nothing. So that's what she does. Cool. She doesn't know that for certain. I mean, that could be the spell for Sadine Ra. Like, I don't know. But Well, you you tie it in your hair and, you know, nothing – trippy happens yeah. as of yet so you're probably safe yeah she'll gather her courage at some point to read it yeah so my things are drying i'm assuming that what i've done like i said I was, i'm in some sort of long john situation and like a shitty t-shirt so like my poncho which does that have a name that's not poncho uh, no Let, well we can look but, pon- it, but, but poncho float. everybody knows what i mean but it's not the same thing yeah. poncho is like anyway poncho Someone will tell me if I'm wrong. Poncho, shirt, basically my outer layer. My poncho, my shirt, my pants, my boots are all kind of around the fire. But I'm not indecent. I'm just not – like I wouldn't go out in the town, but I can walk from my room to the next room. Mm -hmm. And what I'm wearing, I kind of go back into the kobold's room. Okay. Uh, Back in the kobold's room, you see Kreia as she is finishing up the – herbal magic that she uses to turn herbs into healing tinctures Mm -hmm. and she is you can see that on you know one stand already there's a couple little glass like mason jars that have this kind of pink glowing slime in them that's gross and in another she is finishing up this this very warm looking uh, little powder. Uh, it almost looks like it's giving off a very gentle light, but it's just kind of in like a mortar or pestle. I forget which part is which. I think uh, the pestle think, is the bowl. Yeah. No. No. The, I think the mortar, the mortar is, the is the bowl, and the pestle is the the thing that hits it. Oh man! In a little bowl, there's this like very gently glowing powder that she's kind of ground up. So as you walk in, she's she's finishing this up and she turns to you and she goes, I'm surprised you were able to find Pinkfish out in Meliera. This seems uh, a little bit of a rare find. Was uh, every this crazy person, perhaps we should stop by and resupply before we head out? I would prefer to never see him again. But if you really want to, I guess we can. He's just nuts. Were they dangerous? No. He's just a crazy drunk. Uh, oh, okay. He's just a crazy drunk. Uh, and she walks over and she hands this slime to, uh, in one of these mason jars to Sorrel. And Sorrel starts kind of like licking it out of the mason jar. How long are their tongues? Like lizard tongues? Yeah. Like, like they kind of yeah. go out far? Yeah. Like a, like a tegu tongue. Have I? Ew. Have I ever seen them eat like that? Because usually we're no, just like, not. we're yeah. usually just eating like. Usually she's like gnawing on yeah. things. This is a little different. She's like kind of sticking her snout to the lip of the mason jar and like licking up this slime. Yeah. Like I, a dog drinks water. I think Marin's like watching her in like amazement. Not for a whole lot, but like, you know, when something catches you off guard, you like 
a second later are like, oh, shoot, I've been staring at this person or mm. I've been staring at this thing. Like, that's what happened. Yeah. Because um, she just, I guess, didn't think about it. Like, forgets that they're lizards, that they're lizard folk yeah. in some capacity. Akraya, uh, after handing this off to Sorel, turns back to you. Sorel should be feeling better by the morning if we want to head out tomorrow. That might be uh, wise, although I don't know if the storm is going to let up. I don't think this storm is ever going to let up. I think heading out tomorrow is a really good idea. Or <laughs> we could find that wyvern. We could, and you could die. So we don't. We don't know that. You're right. We don't know that. Listen, I just think that you, Akraya, specifically, have been on my butt about getting to the coast with your precious egg. And I think fighting a wyvern is going to slow us down a little bit in that journey. There is absolutely no reason for us to go after the wyvern. I agree. Or. Or you are sick. You're a liability. And I'm not taking you wyvern hunting. We didn't get a good look at the wyvern. Okay. And I think as she says this, Akraya is like, Sorel, not this again. I'm not doing this again. And so goes, it could be one of the wyverns that attacked Alirian's hive. Our hive. It could be. And if it is, I want to slay it. I fully understand that. It's alone. It's not with its dragon. Yes. We could, we could get revenge. If it was sick and you had experience, absolutely. But I'll tell you, the last time I tried to fight a wyvern with my party not at full capacity, that's how I ended up here with you right now. So I think it is better for us to not do that and to sleep tonight. So it kind of gives you a look and then she licks that slime again. Oh, Okay. Hello, and thank you for joining us for Heart Points, a one-to-one RPG actual play podcast. I am your husband and GM, Zach. I am your wife and player, Diana. And this is episode 32 of the Blood Gold campaign. How are you, my darling? <laughs> Dying, apparently. There is convention crud, right? Mm-hmm. There's Pax Pox. Mm-hmm. And what I think I have is daycare dysentery. <laughs> You know. Or disease, or I don't know. I'm tr- I can't think of any other d-, d words, and disease felt too serious. So I, I feel I dis- like dysentery, dysentery is more serious than disease. Dy- dysentery is pretty serious. Diabolical coughing. It's the worst. Everyone in our house is very sick. It's gross because of daycare. The thing is, it's not like I'm not even. I would not say that I'm very sick. I wouldn't say that I'm very sick. Mm. What I have is a cough. And a stuffy nose and a congestion and a headness, a head coldness Mm -hmm. that will not go away. And some days I'm like, ah, yes, I'm turning the corner. It's going to be great. And then there are days like today where I'm like, what is happening to me? My head got run over by a truck. And it should be noted, we've all taken several uh, rapid tests and you've had several PCR tests. We are, this is, we don't have COVID. COVID. Uh, It's just been, you know. It's. It's daycare disease. A month and a half of a head cold. Yeah. It's been the worst. Yeah. I need a parent who put their kid through daycare to tell me that it gets better. (laughs) Because right now it is not getting better. I know that summer's around the corner. And logic, logic, Diana, is like, there probably won't be any sicknesses Mm -hmm. because it's summer. But emotional Diana is like, this is my voice for the rest of my life. This is what I have to deal with from now on. I have heard that it gets better, but that it gets better in like four years. Yeah. So. I Well, and here's the thing. I work in an elementary school, so I know what happens. It goes from head colds mm. to head lice and no. like scabies in some places. Like I don't – and ringworm. That's what happens. <laughs> and I wish you guys could see me. You look so sad. I'm so sad. 
it doesn't get it doesn't actually get better <laughs> it just it's just i should buy stock and kleenex because this is the rest of my life this is the rest of my life the person who never gets sick is hit the worst because my toddler very much enjoys taking my face in her hands and then blowing raspberries directly into my open mouth because I was not expecting that. A lot of licking your face. A lot of licking my face. A lot of shoving the pacifier that she just covered in snot in your mouth. Yes, it's been, it's been lovely. It's been lovely. (laughs) And totally explains why I sound like this and you sound like that, even though you spend more time with her, she's not doing these things to you. Yeah. Probably I, because you spend more time with her. So yeah. she's like, I have to sh- share all of my germs immediately with mom. With dad, I can do them slowly. <laughs> <laughs> but How are you, my darling? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I'm also actually, I mean, I, I sound a little bit better than you, but our listeners might be able to pick up, you know, I'm, I'm feeling a little, I've got a little bit of a head cold going on as well. Yeah. But I'm, I'm doing much better. Yeah, I'm doing well. There's not a lot new going on in Zackland. Just same old, same old. Trying to keep up with all the things that my ADHD makes me do. <laughs> I shouldn't, I shouldn't joke because I actually haven't gotten tested for ADHD. We are pretty. Suppose it. You're not supposed to. Suspected. You're suspected. Yeah, I, I, um, I need to get tested. Uh, here, here's a PSA for everybody. Hey, check in with your doctor if you're worried about, you know, anything, anything, anything. check in with your doctor. In my last yearly checkup, I talked to my doctor. I was like, Hey, I think I might have ADHD. I'd like to get tested. And now I've got a, uh, I'm, I'm getting in touch with some folks to get tested for ADHD and see how that's going. And here's another PSA from a woman, because I identify as a woman. If you feel like your doctor's not listening to you, get another doctor. Yeah. Women doctors exist, and I have never had a problem with a woman doctor. I know that I've also never had a problem with any of the male doctors that I've had. I've been very lucky. But if you don't like your doctor, you don't have to stay. You can just get another doctor. This is such a weird (laughs) – this whole episode is about being sick. I know. (laughs) I am saying this. To past Diana, who dealt with a pediatrician who was fine, but I didn't like him. Mm -hmm. I could have just switched. There's other doctors. No one cares. No one cares. No one is going to call you up and be like, how dare you? (laughs) Dare (laughs) you leave my practice? Find someone else. Anyway, find a doctor. Talk to them about ADHD. We all have it. Do you know what the numbers (laughs) are? Do you know what the numbers are, really? It's like 7-ish percent of, like, children are diagnosed with ADHD, Mm. but only, like, these numbers aren't exact. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it's like seven-ish percent of children are diagnosed with ADHD, but only like three-ish percent of adults are diagnosed with ADHD. And then let's remember, ADHD has not been around forever. So if you weren't diagnosed as a kid, it might have been because it wasn't really a thing when you were a kid. Well, the diagnosis. The diagnosis. The diagnosis wasn't a thing. ADHD, like many other things, has always existed. We just mm. didn't have a name for it. Yeah. Um. But the diagnosis may not have existed. So don't just – don't be like, well, if I had it, they would have seen it as a kid. They may have seen it and just been like, wow, that person's terrible. And then that was the end of that. Like they may have just been like, you're unteachable. Stamp on your curriculum folder that no one ever looks at. Goodbye. Talk to your doctor or get a new doctor. Whatever. Do whatever floats your boat. But take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Now that we've gotten like really <laughs> real – in our uh, PSAs, uh, should we get back to um, our pretend fantasy game I think about so. little lizard people? Yeah, let's get back to our pretend fantasy game about little lizard people. Okay. So, Marin, you spent some time with the kobolds, uh, kind of, it, you shut down Sorel's yep. idea. We are not doing that. A Cray is very much with you. That is not priority right now. Mm-hmm. You could see, you know, just after drinking the slime and uh, she, uh, Sorel, kind of eats this powder um, just like a little bit at a time. She's already starting to clear up that the, the runniness of her nose is kind of clearing up. Her color is looking a little bit better. She's uh, looking much better than she did just an hour ago and Akreya turns to you 
do we need to make any planning? Do we, uh, are you, do you know where we're going next? I mean, I have a direction. I have a direction idea and I know what the next town is. Yeah. Okay. I think we just need to eat a little, sleep a little and head out first thing in the morning. All right. Um, I, that, that sounds good. I will make sure that Sorel rests. Sorel's kind of like, mm. <laughs> and we will have our things ready in the morning. Perfect. Should I have dinner brought to us? Because out of character, it should be about dinner time. It's not lunchtime, right? Because I went, oh, yeah. I spent like all day shopping and stuff. Yeah. So should I have dinner brought to us or do you, would you prefer to eat downstairs? I personally don't like the stairs that we sometimes get downstairs. So if we could just eat in our rooms, that would be fine with me. That is absolutely fine with me. I'll be right back. And so I go downstairs um, and I just order three dinners. Yeah. Whatever they are. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a tavern. I imagine they would bring it to me. Like that's I've asked them to bring us stuff before, but I think I wait for the food and I think I bring it up. Okay. Yeah, they get you this uh, very simple kind of hearty meal, meat and potatoes. Yeah. And they, uh, you know, some some stew and some bread, and they give give you a tray that you take back up to the kobolds. Sitting down in the room with, are you going to eat with the kobolds? Yeah. They eat a little bit, and I'm actually going to roll for Akraya to see if she notices. Plus wits. Is that a strong hit or a weak hit? That is a weak hit. Marin, what is that in your hair? It was part of the trade, because he was crazy, if you will recall. So he gave me some ribbon. I used it to tie my hair. Oh, it it looks nice. <laughs> Thank you. I am purposefully not telling her that it is for Sadine Ra. Yeah, you can see she's kind of like looking at it sideways. She's kind of like staring at it like there's something else that she wants to say about mm -hmm. it, but she can't quite figure it out. Yeah. The, she, she knows there's something interesting about that ribbon, but she does not, she can't place it. Yeah. And I don't want to have that conversation with her right now. <laughs> Maybe at some point I have that conversation with her, but not today. I'm tired. Mm -hmm. I fought a rabbit. <laughs> you fought a rabbit? And a crazy man. And I went shopping all over the place. Mm -hmm. I'm just not in the mood. And the three of you eat in this room while the rain taps on the windows. And you can hear again... Lightning starts to crash in the forest to the south of Melura. You can hear the storm getting stronger. Uh, and by the time you finish eating, it's kind of gone back to just a, a light drizzle. The rain has started to calm down a little bit. The sky is dark with the blanket of clouds and the night sky as you finish eating up. As we finish and as it's like pretty clear that the meal's over, I go over the plan again. We're going to leave early morning. So make sure that you guys get good rest. We'll grab some breakfast and then we'll go and we'll start heading to the next town. Get some rest. And I like start cleaning up the stuff. I'm going to take it downstairs. And do you take it downstairs or would you leave it outside the door? Whatever is whatever you want. I think Marin would take it downstairs. Okay. It, it feels too like bougie to leave it outside the door yeah kind of so Marin cleans it up she goes downstairs and then um she just she lets the i think she lets the bartender know i i think tomorrow's gonna be our last day we're gonna leave in the morning oh, okay well it's been a pleasure having you it's um not often we get kobolds in the inn but you have all been uh, very gracious so thank you very much for your stay and thank you very much for having us and i just had head upstairs and go to my room Hopefully by now my clothes are dry-ish. My boots probably yeah. take a while, but my clothes I think are probably dry. Does she wear them to sleep? She does when she's out, but we're like in a hotel. It's not really a hotel, but we're in a hotel. So I don't think she does. I think she just goes back. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I've been walking around in my long johns. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, well. <laughs> I still do it. 
I'm just that person. Yeah, Marin doesn't care. Yeah, Marin does not care. But I forgot. I forgot I did that. Um, but she kind of gets herself together, swishes some water around her mouth, goes into bed, tries to go to sleep. Like normally, her head hits the pillow. She's out. She's routine enough that that's like what happens. And I think she's having a hard time sleeping. And I think she is playing with the ribbon in her hair a lot. And probably an hour has gone by of her trying to sleep. And she's not getting any closer to sleep. So she unravels the ribbon and just kind of looks at it and then starts to read it. Is it interesting to have you do another... Oh, okay. I think this might be a face danger roll. This would be with wits. With wits. Yeah. Alternatively, it might be a gather... I don't think it's a gather information roll because you're trying to read it, right? Yeah, I'm like doing a thing. I'm actively doing a thing to hopefully get an outcome. Yeah. Or not maybe, maybe not hopefully, but to get an outcome. To get an outcome. All right. I think this is, I think this is a face danger roll with, with wits. Yeah, I agree. Ooh, Ooh, that's not good. That is a hard fail. Hard fail. Hard fail. On a miss, you fail or your progress is un- undermined by a dramatic costly turn. Pay the price. Hold on though. I have eight momentum. So you could use your momentum. Just burn my momentum for yep, this. And you could, I would win. Not win. That's not I but I you would, would you I would, would win this roll. Correct. You would uh you would have a strong hit if you burned all your momentum. I think I'm going to. I think I'm gonna burn all my all my momentum. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Diana's kind of curious to see where this goes. Marin, I think, is not. But also is because she did it. Yeah. Uh, now, when you burn your momentum, it actually doesn't reset to zero. I oh. believe it resets to your to plus two. Oh, even better. Even even though you spent all of it, it yeah. only go, it, the minimum right now is plus two. Okay, sweet. Is it still? Oh no, you untied it, right? Mm-hmm. You untied it so that you could read it. And you're lying in bed, and you start reading it out, and you don't know what you're saying. Yeah. Th- these characters don't even look familiar to you. But as you look over them, you you feel like you know the syllables. Mm-hmm. You you utter the syllables without even knowing what these characters are, but you you manage to speak them. And as you do, they kind of um, light up in the silk and turn white. And when you read the whole thing, this red ribbon turns in your hands into cobweb. It just becomes this fragile silken web in your hands. Mm -hmm. Did you leave the fire burning as you laid in bed? I did. Because I think my boots are still wet. I don't know if I said that out loud, but I did think it in my head. The fire dies. Like instantly? Mm -hmm. It goes out and the ribbon is, is now cobweb. How how do you react to this kind of sudden? I think if I had tried to do this in the sunlight before dinner, I would have like been really freaked out and I would have reacted very physically in my being freaked out. I don't know that Marin's a screamer, but I think she would have dropped it. She would have ran out of the room sort of deal. But it's nighttime. Whether or not she knew she was consciously thinking about this, she was thinking about this. I think she's scared, but she doesn't physically change at all she doesn't do anything but internally i think she's like what the actual fuck is happening but she kind of expected something to happen does that make sense yeah were you lying down mm-hmm. as you're reading this so you're just <laughs> lying there yeah just like in a, the dark now yeah marin ghosts you finally steeled your courage I don't know if this is canon. I don't know if we've said this before, but I do feel like Marin would sleep with her hatchet under her pillow. <laughs> that feels in it, character. Right, it does. It feels in character. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever said it before, though. So it's she doesn't quickly go for it because she was holding these cobwebs in two hands. But I think she's like slowly turning her body to be able to grab her hatchet. I don't think she says anything, though. Have you lost your tongue, Marin? Marin. You called for me. You heeded my summons. I didn't expect a response. She sort of like 
half whispers it. Uh, no, of no, course you didn't. you didn't. You, you offer, offer honey, honey and goods to the shrines that you pass without ever looking at what has been left for others. You read prayers and you think often of the shrines that you see, but you do not believe that the Pega are there to speak to you. You are the most atheist priest I think I've ever seen. I, I am not a priest. No, of course not. I am interested in you, Marin Ghosts. Why? Because I am interested in stories and in adventure, in walking through dark spaces. And you are walking with your head high, and I would like to help you. I don't need your help. That is why I want to help you. Okay, real moment. Mm -hmm. I feel like in this moment, and I don't know if that's just because I can't really think of anything, I feel like Marin would like want to shut this down because it's getting really real. Mm -hmm. But I think that's boring. I think... But I also don't know if that's accurate. I don't actually know if Marin would shut it down. You've made a really big step in reaching out to Sedin Ra. If this is the as far as Marin wants to go with this first step, I think that's fine. Yeah. If you want to kind of keep it going. The thing that I have not been able to answer about Marin is how curious is she at this stage in her life, right? Yeah. Like when she was younger, I think she would have been all about this. Even though she didn't, like, believe, she was very curious. That's how she became a wyvern hunter, right? Like, she just, like, was an adventurer. But then tragedy struck, and she was stagnant for so long. This is her first journey back out. Like, I don't know that she's curious like she used to be. So the question is, does she respond like old Marin or like old woman Marin? Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Is Marin still holding the cobweb? I never said that I put it down, but I don't know if in this conversation. Yeah, you said you started reaching for the hatchet. I said I started turning to reach for the hatchet. Okay, yeah, you could you could still have it. It's very fragile, yeah. and I think it's kind of started to fall apart a little bit, but it's still in your hands. Yeah, I think you hear almost a tremor in her voice when she says, how could you help me? I could offer you a boon. I could offer you guidance. I could, at the very least give you permission to seek me out and to take from my shrines. You do not seem to want to give yourself permission to do so, but I will tell you, you have permission to take from my shrines. I don't need your help, and I don't need the things left at your shrine. And I think she drops the cobweb, and she starts to, like... Sit up. She's not reaching for the hatchet anymore, but she starts to, like, sit up, I think. Uh, when you drop the cobweb, the, the embers in the fire start to kind of, like, glow a little bit. They're starting to relight. And this voice has been coming kind of, like, from a dark corner of the room. And uh, as, as these embers start to relight, Sadine Ross says, Your choices are your own, and that is what I appreciate about you, Marin Ghosts. This is why I want to help. The Hive Priest Akreya can help you if you change your mind. But there is one last thing I would like to tell you. The Silver Wyvern Melillion will not travel north of Meliura, but he will destroy the farms here, and he has already slain two adventurers who went after him by the name of Balric and Pharrell. Pharrell. If this information is uninteresting to you, that is your decision to make. But it is my duty and prerogative to tell you. Reach out when you're ready, Marin, and I will help you. And then the fire lights up. You, Diana, probably do not remember, but I think Marin would because it was not that long ago. When he says the names Balric and Pharrell... I recognize those names. Those are the young adventurers that you met on the road. Yeah. Along with their sort of de facto leader yonder. And you remember 
meeting these young adventurers who were kind of just trying to start get their start and giving them warnings to take what they're doing seriously. And as that light reignites in the fireplace, you are left alone sitting in your bed with just the sound of the crackling fire and the light tap tap tapping of the rain on your window. That is it for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. Iron Sworn was designed by Sean Tompkin. You can find more at ironswornrpg.com. We also used Trungle's Star Spinner Tarot and Evelyn Moreau's Fabulous Pocket Guild. We want to thank Zach B., our editor and producer, without whom the show would not get made. We also want to thank In Love with the Ghost for the use of their song, Chilling at Numa's Place, off of the album Healing. Please make sure to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It means a lot to us, and it helps other people to find us. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at HeartPointsPod. Please follow us and join us for discussion about RPGs and podcasts, and make sure to share us with everyone you know, especially your RPG-loving friends. Thank you so much to our patrons, whose support keeps the show going. If you would like to become a patron of the show, you can find us at patreon.com forward slash heartpointspod. You can directly support the show and help us to maintain and better it every week while getting cool rewards like access to our patron-only Discord, a monthly bonus pod, and other thanks. Every dollar makes a huge difference. This episode was sponsored by patron Andrew Bailey. Andrew is the charmed Pega known as the Enchanting Hand of the Birds, whose temple is lined with shining gold tiles, some having gone missing. Thank you so much for your support, Andrew. And thank you all again for joining us in our adventure today. We hope as you return back to the real world that you continue to have a very nice day, but like a very, very nice one. (laughs) 